Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. As always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe, the companion podcast for our website, jomboeveryone.com. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios, and joining me today in studio, Safari Mike. Mike, you're off the road for a little while. Yes, Dave. I have to... Uh, my feet were getting tired. Yeah, I understand. Your arms must have been tired from doing all that flying. Ugh, God. <laughs> so you're going to be in studio for uh, the foreseeable future, I believe, right? A little bit, anyway. Yeah, 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 a so even Safari Mike needs a break now and again. It's the holidays. So, yeah, it's the holidays. He's on sabbatical. So uh, on this show, we're going to discuss all the news from Disney's Animal Kingdom, the rest of Walt Disney World, and then in our final segment, we're going to take a ride on the Discovery River boats. That's right, folks. So stay tuned for that. First, let's begin with the news and the news from the Animal Kingdom. Uh, we have a couple of little things just to kind of put out there, Mike. First of all, Flights of Wonder has now joined the Fast Pass Plus uh, docket for reasons passing understanding. Yeah, I have no idea why. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen this thing full. No, no. I mean, it's, I mean, granted, I've never been there on like Christmas Eve or anything like that, but I've never, I've never seen it full. Well, we've discussed this on a couple of different one of these of, of these attractions, right? I mean, they're obviously just yeah. putting them on there for the people who don't know any better. I hate that. Drives true, me nuts. <laughs> true. And if when we get to another story, uh, a little in a little bit. Um, you know, another Fast Pass Plus uh, attraction will be offline for a little bit. I mean, and without, have, to have options. And without further ado, Mike is referring to Cali River Rapids, <laughs> which is uh, going down for its, I believe it's yearly, close to yearly, um, winter refurb. This uh, it goes from January 5th through February 11th. Um, I mean, this is something that always happens. I mean, yeah, water based water rides needed. I mean, yeah. we all know Splash Mountain goes down pretty much every year for it. At least a week or two in uh, January, um, and Cali River Rapids. This one's about five weeks. Um, was it's from January fifth to like February eleventh? February eleventh. Yep. Um, so it reopens on February twelfth. You know, there's not going to be any like significant changes or anything like that. Fresh paint, but I they have to do the you know take care of the water based part of right, the uh, right. attraction. Right. You have to do the inner workings there and. The pumps and all that kind of stuff needs to be cleaned and painted and all that kind of stuff. So it happens every year, just like it happens over at uh, Splash Mountain, which uh, I'm still getting emails about that one. But uh, anyway, for those still who... getting emails about what? <laughs> what are you getting emails about? About my Splash Mountain, wor- wow. the, 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 the debate, for those of you who don't know, go back an episode. I think it's an episode. And here are... Uh, Throwdown, yep, throwdown on uh, Splash Mountain. I say lots of bad things about it. Uh, anyway, so let's move along to uh, an opening. We got a closing there, and now we're going to get an opening. Riverside Depot is set to open its doors. I think on the weekend. Uh, my understanding is it's currently open. Oh, it's open now. Yeah, it okay. just opened. It opened yesterday uh, to the public, and um, 
it's basically, from what I can gather, pretty run-of-the-mill Disney stuff, yeah. plushes, t-shirts, right. you know, stuff, Animal Kingdom stuff. I mean, basically, the Riverside Depot and Disney Outfitters, that combined retail space, is essentially the Disney version of Mouse Gears or the Emporium. Um, you know, it's the big store right at the exit right. slash entrance where you know, presumably a lot of people go shopping when they're on their way out kind of thing. Right. It's big. Um, big, yeah. They did they did a nice job with the um, tower area, the exterior. I'm not a big fan of the color scheme. I, I don't mind it. It's pretty dull though. I don't mind it. I mean, I mean it's just it's, it's the right color of dirt. I mean, it's not not all that exciting. I, I like the fact that they um, have kept the theming of Discovery Island yeah. in terms of for people who don't know each building in Discovery Island, sort of the out, just basically the. The animal kind of theme or motif for better um, is something specific, like right. um, you know, animals from the four corners of the world, or you know, some of the other ones, predator are, and prey. Correct at, right. at uh, Flame Street Barbecue, and this is animals from that live in and around rivers. So there's right. all the designs are cranes and crocodiles and turtles and fish. flamingos, yeah, that, yeah, kind of that kind of thing. It's cool. I like yeah, it. it's fine. It's just that the exterior is not as Vibrant as it used to be. We've discussed that a million times. The interior looks exactly like what you would imagine it would look like. There's really not a whole lot special done there. No. Um, and as Mike said, there's it's it's pretty run-of-the-mill as far as uh, just the pictures that I'm seeing, the merchandise that's in there. I mean, you, you know, like every other, like all the other, like the store before it, um, it's Disney stuff with a small Animal Kingdom bent to it, right? A little bit more Lion King sure. stuff, uh, you know, some sure. some park zebra print things, right? Right. Like right. But my understanding though is Disney Outfitters is going to go down, like the other side of the store, which is mm-hmm. a separate store, is going to go down for a refurb for a little bit. So a lot of that stuff is going to be available in the Riverside Depot for a time, and then you still have the Island Mercantile across the path there. I don't know if they're going to. I mean, if they're going to have all this Disney kind of standard fare on this side, maybe maybe they'll do something different with the Island Mercantile. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, that's that's yet, still kind of flux in the flux right now. Yeah, yeah, yet to be determined. Um, we also had another opening, mm-hmm. the Thirsty River Bar. Oh no, that's supposed to open on the weekend. Correct. I don't think that's open as of yet. It right? is not. Okay, and and what we know about it is that it's quick service. Right, it's it's not a bar. We discussed this already. It's not a bar. Uh, it's a kiosk. It's a kiosk, and you're gonna get some little food stuffs and some drinks. There's no seating. Right, no seating, no nothing. So that's um, there, and there will be alcohol. And we, uh, like I said, we've discussed this before. The only news here is that we expect it to open this weekend. I think Friday or Saturday. I think something like that. It's it, Saturday, it, I think. Although it's opening now, it's really geared for uh, when Rivers of Lights open. It's right there where you know main, a lot of the seating is. So this is the place where you go get a. Snack and a drink and sit down and watch Rivers of Light, basically. And the big story, really, of the week, Mike, is uh, we have a, finally have an addition, another addition, onto the um, Kilimanjaro Safaris. We've been talking about the African wild dogs. Uh, I called them painted dogs. Mike corrected me and said that that's just sort of a... It's another name it's for It's a them. phrase for them. They usually uh, refer to as African wild hunting dogs. 
Yeah, they and they are now on display um, at the uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Uh, from what we have been told, I, I believe this was on the Disney Park blogs today. Uh, today being Wednesday, so if you go back, and we're going to hear this a couple days after we record. So if you go back to the middle of last week, um, you'll see this Wildlife Wednesday posting about the African wild dogs. There's a, a bunch of photographs on there and lots of information. Um, here is what it said on the blog, but this is a little piece of what it said on the Parks blog. Painted dogs are among the most endangered species in Africa. By introducing painted dogs at Disney's Animal Kingdom, we hope to raise awareness of the species and the threats they face, including human habitat infringement and illegal hunting. The Disney Conservation Fund has been supported supporting painted dog conservation work in the wild since 1996 and has given more than a half a million dollars to support painted dog conservation and research organizations. Uh, we also know that they are sharing a exhibit right. with the hyenas. So you will only see one or the other when you're on safari. Um, you won't see them both. And Disney's really clever uh, fra- turn of phrase for that was, well, you know, you want to have something different every time you go on Kilimanjaro safaris. <laughs> sure. And my understanding, it's right when you get into the main savanna. So right when you're coming over, you see the baobab tree and mm-hmm. there's some space on the left-hand side there as you're coming down. The uh, kind of like the winding path. It's over there. That's my understanding. You see them on rock work that's right. been that's been built there for them. They're really cool animals. They're they're uh, here's here's what they, the painted dogs and hyenas will share the same spot of the savanna, but at different times of the day and evening. As always, guests will experience a different safari every time they ride. That's a good little uh, that's a good little way of justifying well, not wanting to build two different habitats. But what what I what I'm sure you're going to say what I was just about to say which is we don't know what this is going to mean come the nighttime so far. It's we actually don't. not what I was going to say, but to to but yes, that's you're very right about that. Now are 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 these dogs nocturnal? Yes. Okay, so uh, I mean you're you're going to have Hopefully they're gonna they're gonna have two different spots and give you two different things to see. I would imagine. Hopefully, hopefully. But we, what what I was gonna say before is that what we've talked about in the past is, um, you know, if the park is gonna be or the safari ride is gonna be open from nine to nine um, every day, you're probably not gonna keep the same animals out the whole time. So maybe they won't be. Right. Maybe you know, yeah, maybe. one night you'll have hyenas out there, and during the day it's wild dogs, and switch it around some other days. I mean, who knows. They're really cool-looking creatures. They kind of look like hyenas a little bit. They kind of have a hyena quality to them. No, no, no not really. I, don't, I mean, they're much thinner, much yeah. ganglier. They're smaller? Um, they are probably taller, but they have you know, gotcha. thin, taller legs. Hyenas are much more powerfully built. That's true. You, you you can see them. So so talk about these for a little bit. Um, painted dogs is is the word for them because they're multicolored. Yeah, they're very colorful. They're very colorful yeah, they're very dogs, colorful. right? Blending they, in the camouflage into the savanna right. itself, and they are highly highly endangered. They are they, they've been ravaged by all sorts of diseases that domestic dogs like distemper and things like that. Oh, really? And stuff like that. They've been, I mean, whole. Areas of the savanna have lost wild hunting dogs because of that. They're highly susceptible to it, and they have been, uh, uh, in some places, completely obliterated um, from things like distemper and rabies and and, wow. and and things of that nature. They are, you know, pack animals. They um, hunt much like wolves, and um, they they very coordinated attacks on you know their prey. 
Um, and, you know, for the longest time, people thought that perhaps it was the wild hunting dogs that were sort of um, maybe were one of the earliest domesticated dogs, but they are not. You know, as we all know, they domesticated dogs come from wolves. The difference right. being wolves in the wild, if you ever see them eat, um, the alpha males go first, then the betas, and then, you know, on down the road until the runts of the pack eat. Wild hunting dogs, it's every man to himself, and they go diving in, which, of course, makes it much more difficult to, to train than, than a wolf. Right. I mean, wolves, when they were domesticated, were the leaders of the pack. You know, man became the leader of the pack. That doesn't really help you um, in with, with, with wild hunting dogs. But they're beautiful animals, and they're actually a lot of fun. Um, the Bronx Zoo had them, or has them still, and the, if they, assuming they're awake, which is, you know, with all predators like this, is a bold assumption... But um, they they can run they're running around they ch- chirp a lot they have a they're very high pitched squeals and yelps oh really it's not really a bark it's not a, no, no howling or barking they have like like I said very high pitched squeals and yelps but uh, they're a lot of fun to watch they each have a unique pattern for sure but it yeah. seems that they share the idea of they share the 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 uh, trait of a black snout and a almost a white puffy rabbit-like tail right yeah, yeah and they have very large ears to hear yeah big old ears here and at night for the most part they are nocturnal like we've talked about so this is an animal that's threatened or endangered mm-hmm. due to human intervention but not the sort of human intervention we would normally associate not that, poaching that, or that's not to say that they haven't been killed by ranchers and stuff to protect their yeah cattle, that's right. for sure but the the big problem especially now is uh diseases that's that's amazing. I would never have thought of that. Um, uh, am I missing anything in the local news? I don't think so, right? No, I think you're good. All right, so let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have the world news coming back on Radio Harambe. Hello, my friend. How's everything look up ahead? So many people. That's swell. I hope they're ready for a wild adventure. Let's, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> we're on our way, my friends. If you are looking for the best information, news, and opinions on Disney's Animal Kingdom, the only website to visit is JomboEveryone.com. Besides keeping you up to date on everything going on at the park, you can also find attraction and dining reviews, in-depth information on conservation and wildlife, and even some terrific images of the Animal Kingdom and its cast of furry friends. JomboEveryone.com is the Internet's only site devoted entirely to our favorite theme park, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Visit us today and have a wild time. Come, everyone, clap along now. (laughs) Welcome back. It's time for the world news. And with that, Safari Mike, Mike, I am totally clueless this week on what is happening in the world. So, As because every other week, no, well, that's true. But occasionally, I read at least the Parks <laughs> blog or something like that, and uh, I do it on a on occasion. Look at things that show up on my Facebook feed, so I have an idea of the big stuff. You know, like when they mm-hmm. raise prices or uh, or close Mister Toad's Wild Ride. Then, then I know that kind of stuff. There's some interesting things next week, but nothing major. Right. So that's why I know nothing. And also, I spent the week like booking our 
cruise? Next trip, yeah. We're cruise. Very, I know you're very excited about I'm the very cruise. Very excited. I love the cruise. So we're going on a four-night cruise, and then... And then I'm, I'm and going, too. Then we're doing three nights at the parks. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Jumbo House, Savannah View, can't wait. <laughs> Wanted to go Jumbo this time. We went to Kidani the last few times, so... When's Our, the Jumbo? When do you stay at the Jumbo House? When you get back, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyway, so what's in the what's in the news here? Dave, we're going to go to the United Kingdom and Adventureland, but first, let's United go Kingdom. to Mexico. Okay. Where World Showcase the um this past Friday, new audio animatronic finale of the Grand oh. Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros. I did see that. And by new, I mean very old. These yeah. are the um it's actually at the end where they used to get like this animated scene of the three caballeros singing um, at the you know basically the end of the attraction. Right, right. Well, they've taken Panchito, Jose Car- Carioco, and Donald Duck, and they've placed them there. And these were actually from figures from the old Mickey Mouse Review Show, which closed all the oh. way back in 1980. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember it. It's that's how old it is. Yeah, and they then moved them to Tokyo Disneyland in 1983, and they remain there until 2009. Which so that uh, the Mickey Mouse review lasted a long time in Tokyo Disneyland. Since then, they've been they've used right. them for special events like D twenty three, et cetera, et cetera. But now they have found a new home at the end of Three Caballeros, and uh, I've seen the video and I like it. I mean, any time they can replace a movie screen with actual audio animatronics is a plus in my book. I agree, um, and I mean they're not the world's most sophisticated no, no, audio animatronic right. we've ever seen. Uh, but it does add that element, and it, and and that's kind of the one thing that was always missing from that ride, right? Was the was that sort of Disney flair, and an audio animatronic certainly brings that. Uh, the, the Donald one is really pretty cool. Yeah, they're not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good yeah. one. Cool. So what else? Dave, let's go to Adventureland, where we are mm. getting very close to the Skipper Canteen opening up. Um, they've done some cast member previews, and while this is certainly not set in stone, we do have. Some information about what's inside, thanks to these previews. Basically, it's going to be um, both serving lunch and dinner. Entrees will average around fifteen to twenty dollars. Capacity is two hundred and twenty, and it'll be split into multiple rooms. The main dining room is called the mess hall. Now, remember the theme is that this is the skippers of the Jungle Cruise. Right, their hangout. There, yeah. There'll be other small dining rooms, including one dining room. That's actually hidden behind a bookcase, and that is once served a, as a secret meeting hall for the famed Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Oh. There's also the Schweitzer Family Dining Room, which is separate from the mess hall. Of course, um, Schweitzer Falls is part of the Jungle Cruise. Right. The theme of the the menu itself is going to be themed about the river rivers of the world for whatever for what that's worth. <laughs> With an emphasis on African, Asian, and South American cuisines. Sounds very Animal Kingdom to me. Yeah. Uh, menu items apparently are going to include uh, pork steak uh, steak, fr- uh, steak with yucca fries, some stir-fry, falafel with cucumber salsa, and a pineapple coconut cake. Um, so there's going to be a place where you can actually get something other than hot dogs and hamburgers. There is. Yep. Well, hopefully it's There'll good. There will be two signature cups, of course, that will be available, much like... I guess oh Trader Sam's and all that. Um, yeah. That will include signature alcoholic, or no, signature drinks. I'm assuming it's not alcoholic, but they have not said. These the Punchline Punch Ba-dum-psh. and Schweitzer Slushy. I'm assuming those are just um, non alcoholic <laughs> yeah. ice drinks, I guess. Uh, it They are going to apparently be opening in December of 2015. So any day now, 
you'll be able to uh, walk up, although they have not started uh, advanced dining reservations yet. That's probably to come sometime next year. So we're not adding this to – we're not adding alcohol here like we did with Be Our Guest. They are not saying that one way or the other. Okay. I, I'm assuming not, but they, they could. How, 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 what do you feel about this? Are you, are you... Very pro this. Yeah. I, I like the idea of it. I'm much more interested in this than Be Our Guest. Yeah, me too. I th- this, this, I mean, the, although I, I don't want to disparage Be Our Guest. I thought it was a nice... No, I, I liked it. You, you can disparage it. It's silly. Why? What's wrong with it? It's silly. It's it's incredibly packed. People go crazy oh, for it, and it's well, not and it's, it's not it's crowded. Yeah, it's not sure. anywhere near quality of food worthy of that. No, it was nowhere fine. Near. It was fine. I I, I like mine. And you I pay you like yours. I I liked it fine, but right. you you're paying. It's beautiful inside too. You're paying like you're going to the tavern on the green. You're 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 paying like you're going to one of the best places in the world, and it's nowhere near that. And that's that's the issue with it, and it's all it's, because it, it's ambiance. It's I get. I didn't even think there's much ambiance. The rooms are huge. Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> you, you, I mean they did a nice job of uh, reproducing the scenes from or the locations I, of the movie. Well, I, mean, I guess it looks so. like yeah, I guess so. But they, I, the film the rooms are gigantic. I mean that center well, the room, main one there's is no there's no ambiance in that. The other at all. two aren't really. It's just big. noise. It's just a wall of noise. I mean, it's fine. I like it. I, I don't. Anyway, what's next? I don't want to get, get into. You're going to get more emails. That's fine. I don't. Dave. I only read half of them anyway. Um, a new group has started at the United Kingdom Pavilion. Um, we talked about. Um, was it the Steve McKenna Band? Yeah. Or Paul, no, excuse me, Paul McKenna Band. Paul, excuse right. me. Was an acoustic four-piece band that uh, had its last performance on November twentieth. They are now replaced by a new band called Quickstep. Which is very similar. It's an acoustic. It's in the same spot, and there's a flutist, a percussionist, a you know guitar player, and I think uh, I think a fiddle player. I think is the four. You know, and I've seen it. I mean, it's perfectly fine. I like it. Yeah. The problem is, and and this is the problem I had with the last group, and it has nothing to do with them. They they sound great. Mm-hmm. You need a band playing in an outdoor facility like that with all that ambient noise needs. A PA. You need a microphone. Okay. Even if it's not loud. Right. You need to have it because you need to balance it out. So you're listening to a guy singing and he's trying to sing against the backdrop of a hundred people talking and he's trying to sing with all these other instruments playing while he's singing. You don't even hear him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it's I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to do that street atmosphere thing. Right. Um but they're a good band. They they deserve to be heard, and I, I just don't think in that kind of situation that they're ever really going to pick up any steam. With you think they would almost be better off if they were actually inside the Rose and Crown, kind of, or 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 on the pavilion where the well, back where the where British the band played, or band yeah, or build them a small thing, or you can mic them up with you could you could the way the band is situated, other than the singer. You can mic them up with basically microphones that you can't even see. That's true. So, and then just put a couple of speakers around the outside. I mean, there's, it's easy to do. Um, Maybe and they could put them on the stage the off kilter plate. They could do that. They can do there. That's that's going to be empty soon. That's uh, what I was going to get to now. <laughs> we haven't had a chance to talk about this. No, we haven't. The show is now Gonzo, and they dismantled Mike that little pool. For the for the for the log crawl, they had that thing down in seconds. I remember it, it came out 
that the new the news came out and all these people on the Save Off Kilter Facebook group, which has thousands of people still? on it. Thousands of people and people still do it all the time. Yeah. Is it still active though? It absolutely is active. I'll get to that in a second. But you okay. have but the sure. sa- but um <laughs> People are on there like, oh, man, I don't know what they're going to do. They got this big pool there. It's going to take them forever. The next day, pool's gone. <laughs> like, within overnight, the pool's gone. But just to answer your question, yes, the Save Off Kilter group is still active. So if you go to Facebook and put in Save Off Kilter, you can you can join there and find out. Um, because the guys in Off Kilter, some of them are actually still involved with Disney. Um, I know the fiddle player and sort of the backup guitar player um, play at... Riverside, or oh, really? some, something like that. Yeah, they do um, like kind of bluegrassy stuff. It's either Riverside or French Quarter. I think it's Riverside. And where would they play at French Quarter? Right, I think it's Riverside. Right. I think they play at Riverside. Um, and then a couple of guys are in the holiday band that plays on that stage. Right, because there's a holiday band that yeah, so plays. We're not, during we're not actually going to know the lumberjack replacement until sometime in January. We're not gonna, exactly. There's going to be there's going to be a, a, a long layoff um, until until like January second or third before the holiday voyagers they're called are gone. Uh, probably, I, I would guess the fifth. The fifth is at the end of the weekend. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the lumberjacks are in and they're out, and I I never heard. I mean, whoever made that decision. I don't know how he's employed anymore. I mean, well, his job is to book entertainment, Mike. His job is to book entertainment yeah. for Epcot. Right. Now, what good decisions, what positive decisions for the average guest, what moneymaker, what good thing has he done? The Italian flag ceremony thing oh, is very nice. <laughs> See what I mean? They're flailing away over where they where they dump Moroccan. They can't, uh, right, they got rid of the one. They band can't find there. anything there. Right. They can't find anything for off kilter. They're they they uh, changed bands already in England. I mean, they they he can't. Most of the bands that they brought on and that wave of replacements are all are gone. Now all gone. Yep, yeah. yep. The only one that's still the, the, none of them are still there. I don't think, except for the f- flag waving. I thing. believe the flag thing is still going on. But I don't the, know. The Morocco one's gone. Paul McKenna's yep. gone. They're the, all gone. The lumberjacks are. So whoever that gone. guy is, he's a lousy talent scout. And he needs, they need to find somebody new for that position and maybe bring back what people want. That's all. The That's all I Moroccan? say. What's next? <laughs> Disney is continuing to roll out the Made with Magic line of projects and today introducing them at Epcot. What is this? Priced at $25 each. You'll know what it is. Okay. Guests can purchase a Mickey ear hat, Mickey Mouse glove, Mickey Mouse headband, and Sorcerer Mickey wands. Each product interacts with elements from around World Showcase. Oh, now. Well, right, right, okay. This used to be called the Glow with the Show line of products, but now there are some, and they have been available at the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios for a little for a little while now, based upon wishes and Fantasmic. Now it's in Epcot, and I don't think anybody cares yet. They still don't care. They still haven't been able to perfect my pal Mickey. I mean, that was the beginning of this, right? Well, my pal Mickey's long gone. I know, but that was the beginning of this, right? Mm-hmm. And they still haven't gone beyond that. That remains the most popular of any of these. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> you would think with the technology and all the things they could do that, that there would be, you know, they would have improved on this by now. But still, we pine away. If, if that's what you want, that interactive little gizmo that you could buy, my pal Mickey is still the best one. 
But it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> What's next? Dave, I have two more stories, but before, okay. before we do that, let's play America's Favorite Game. Oh, I gotta get my pen out. I got I I'm not sure if you're gonna need a pen for this one so I much. Might, it's very, I might. very okay. short. Okay. All right. One of our favorite topics, dessert party. But I know um, Disney has been opening up, as we've known in the last week or so, a lot of the, or last couple of weeks, a lot of the Star Wars stuff that we've been talking Star about, Wars Launch Bay and all so that kind of stuff. add $20. But the Wars. Symphony in the Stars fireworks uh, extravaganza. Which I want to see. You know, it's funny. I'm going to go to the Hollywood Studios, probably for the first time in, in some time now. Yeah, um, because I want to see launch bay and stuff. I want to see launch bay and I want to see this. Okay, well, if for a certain price, you could do the Galactic Spectacular Dessert. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a bad name! Goes from January. Oh, actually, no, you can't do it. Because- well, yes, you can. I apologize. Goes from January fifth to March nineteenth. Okay, you'll get not a lot here. Ready? Yeah, you get up close viewing of the fireworks. That's worth zero. Specialty desserts. What does that mean? Well, cupcakes and, you know, whatever. That's $10. Specialty drinks, including alcohol. Ooh, how many? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Okay, so I'm going to add $20 for that. And a souvenir Chewbacca Stein. I'm, okay. Dave, guess how much that costs. $75. Not bad at all. $69 for adults. I think, Mike, I think it's the first time I ever overshot. Maybe. And $39 for children. I added too much of a premium. See... When when we were doing this, I put in all the thi- what I thought stuff would be worth. Right, a <laughs> yes. viewing location is worthless. Specialty desserts maybe five ten dollars. Drinks will get you up to twenty, and then you get a Chewbacca thingamajigger, twenty five. I'm assuming the drinks. Oh, they haven't said it in the press release, but I'm assuming the drinks are very much like the ones that they do at Epcot, which yeah. is. Mimosas or yeah, it's they, very. Yeah. It's like uh, I don't even remember what it was. It was like you know cheapo wine or some other yeah. type of like yeah. wine coolery type drink. It's right. not the, they're certainly not giving you scotch on the rocks. No, or, no. or even like good beer. Right, really even no. <laughs> and then I added a twenty five dollar premium just because it says Star Wars, and I guess that was five dollars too much. Well, I, I think I think they should parties, go back and maybe think about shooting this up to seventy four ninety five. I think most of the dessert parties are in the fifty nine dollar range. Yeah, I think it's the Chewbacca souvenir Stein probably put oh. it to sixty nine. Maybe I can just get one of those. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> What's next, Dave? Um, I don't know how how much you enjoy these or not, but with the success of comic books such as Big Thunder Mountain and the Figment series, which they're actually doing a sequel now, yeah, a second Figment series. It only seems appropriate that Marvel Comics is now going to reveal their next title in the Disney Kingdom's banner. Okay. Can you have any want to take a guess as to what it is? Well, they already did the Haunted Mansion. No, they did not. Yeah, they did. So that's what it is. It's what it is. Okay, but they did. They they one shot. But they didn't call it that. They called it something about like oh the, the Museum of the Weird. The Museum of the, the Weird. Probably right. Trump's old thing. Yeah, yeah. Trump, okay, so that's why Trump. I thought maybe that's it. So I, I assumed they're doing a haunted mansion thing. I assumed that the next one. When I was thinking about these, I assumed that the next one. First of all, I thought the I, I've read a few of these. By the way. Um, I have not. Are they good? Yeah. The, okay. the Big Thunder Mountain one I didn't like. I read the first one of those. The Figment one was very popular. The Figment like I said, was fantastic. It back. Right. Um, and, and it is. It's currently going into the second one. The, 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 right. Because it's only like a half a dozen issues or something Usually, like that. It's a short run. Series, right. It was episodes, a short run. Six, six and they, and they right. did the first, the first one, I think, last year. 
And then these ones are happening right. now. The next ones are happening monthly now. And they're really good. And I heard good things about it. I and the cool thing about it is that it's DreamFinder. Right. Yeah, I heard good you things. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. It, it, this, the second one is a little spacey, mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit getting off the beaten path. Big Thunder Mountain, a lot of people like that because it was, it, was, it was your basic sort of Western story. Right. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of goofy. I expected, I really thought we were going to get Pirates next. Mm-hmm. I really thought we'd get a, a Marvel comic of Jack Sparrow. You know, like they do with Star Wars. Yeah, I guess, and, and you know, some other kind of um, tales of Jack of Jack Sparrow, mm-hmm. even maybe before the Black Pearl or something like that. You know, show all those into comics because that's what they're doing with the Star Wars comics. They're right. doing, they're doing. Uh, are they really? Yeah, that like there. Um, there's a couple of sets of comics that are out now. Uh, that are popular. There's one one that's called Star Wars, and then there's one called that about just Darth Vader, and they are supposedly set in between the first the Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Oh, the between four and five. Yeah, they're okay. set in that that space. The early there. Rebellion, right? And then and then the they just did like a four or five issue series, which is supposed to be a lead up to the, not a lead up to this film, but it's supposed to be right after Endor. Mm-hmm. So it's like a few issues of, you know, of, of just some space, right? Sort of the cleanup of the war, so to speak. Um, they did that. And th- they didn't involve any of the new characters because they couldn't give that away. Um, you so, keep hearing rumors, by the way. I'm not yeah, the I know. About Luke. I know. <laughs> what are you hearing now? That he's the Sith. Yeah. That he joined the dark side. Or, yeah. Are, That's why you're never seeing him in any of the commercials. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. And anyway. Either join the dark side or... He is, sir. I've heard he might be sort of dabbling in the dark side, trying to bring balance by being both sides of the force, bringing both sides together. So he's a schizophrenic. Yeah, I guess something. Maybe I don't know what it is, but <laughs> but yeah, we're hearing a lot of different things about it. But you know, speaking Two of face, I am of a, Disney. I, I am a big a big fan. The Disney Store, Mike, puts out these figures. They're Elite Series. They're about $25 a piece. Open it up. And they are literally, no, they are literally <laughs> the best <laughs> Star Wars figures I've ever seen. Now, look at this here. I'm going to do this great radio. They're die-cast metal figures. That's well, heavy, that's for sure. Beautifully made. I have a bunch of them. Yeah, I have a good. few of them upstairs. There's Stormtroopers and things like that. But the funny thing about them is still, after all these years, yeah. the only thing that sells... That or the stuff that sells really well are the bad guys. They put out they put out these figures. Now these are hard to find, right? You go into right. the stores, and you have to go like this came out on whatever day it was, December first or something, right? You go to a Disney store on December first at noon. They'll take your name, and then if they have more names than figures to sell, they do a raffle at really? one o'clock. That's how popular they are, but. Only these were like that. So only Vader, Boba Fett, uh-huh. Stormtrooper, even General Grievous. Stormtrooper? A, yeah, a regular Stormtrooper, even General Grievous. Stormtrooper's more popular with these things than, let's say, Han Solo? They couldn't. They didn't do Han Solo yet. All right. But they did Anakin. Oh, nobody cares about Gave him away. They, they hated him. They freaking Everybody gave him away. <laughs> and Darth Maul was a real popular oh, one. Oh, I'm sure. But the most popular one of them all, from what I'm reading, is Boba Fett. 
If for whatever reason, Boba Fett he's am- is it's Boba amazing, Fett. isn't it? It is amazing. The, I'm waiting for the Boba like Fett. Two lines. I know. The, I, I'm, the waiting, movie? I'm waiting yeah, for the, the Boba Fett comic oh, or the Boba Fett ride or something. You know, because he's incredibly popular. The, the merchandising for him is out of this out, incredible. Yeah, him and Maul. And Maul him was and Maul. Maul had like three lines in that movie. Really. Well, that's because the one big fight scene. Of course, he was bigger than Boba Fett in terms of the plot. But right. But he was the only thing good in that film. So I can I can that's s- true. I could see why. I mean, if you were like me and you were waiting, like Liam Neeson, though, I thought he, he was, was okay. But but was right. cool. But if you were waiting for years and years and years for this film this to finally come out, you were so disappointed. The one thing that you said, "Oh, that was cool," was him. Sure, sure, uh, absolutely. absolutely. That was the one thing that you said. Okay, I I want that on a t shirt. Yeah, sure, <laughs> you know, it wasn't really anything else. So that I could see that, but Boba Fett. I mean, like you said, he's in. I've never understood the Boba Fett. I mean, six I'm, minutes I'm fine total. With Boba or Fett. I'm fine with him. He's I mean, cool looking. He's yeah. cool looking. He's got a good look to him. But I mean, who cares? I mean, I shouldn't say who cares. But I don't. I don't understand. I think he only has one line, right? Oh no, he has two lines. It's two lines. He has one when he's being hired, and then he says Correct. he says one about. Uh, He's not worth anything to me, dead or something like yeah, something that. Something like that. Is he, does he say anything in Jedi before he dies, or no? I don't no, think right? He does I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. I don't think he does. Anyway, we got we got off the off the. Uh, we start talking about the Haunted Mansion comic, and we're yeah. talking about how popular Boba yeah. Fett is. Yeah, Dave. One more thing, real quick. I'm excited about the Haunted Mansion comic. By the way, I like the. They're, yeah, I mean, it's going to cool. have like the Hatbox Ghost. It's going to kind of have the characters from the ride itself. Um, don't, aren't you Aren't you surprised though that they that they did. I'm not surprised he did Figment because I thought that Figment would be a, pop, a popular comic character. But aren't you surprised they went with Big Thunder Mountain before they went with Pirates or Haunted Mansion? Well, the Museum of the Weird was an odd choice too for this. Well, that was one. the very first one. Was yeah, the first one or the uh, one after Figment. You know, I don't even I know. I think it was before Figment, yeah, but I could, could be, be right wrong. But that was like that was a very strange choice. <laughs> yeah. But people really liked that. I never read that one. I never saw that one. So I don't I don't know much about that. But people really did like that. But it was very limited release, so there wasn't many of them out yeah. there. But uh, uh, anyway. it's a little strange. But anyway. Pizza Planet Dave, everybody's least favorite restaurant in all of Walt Disney World. Not my wife's. Is going to be well, she might be disappointed now by this uh, story. Oh no. Is going to be going under undergoing a refurbishment. And it's going to be out of commission for almost the entire year oh, of 2016. No. Don't it's, listen. It's going to start refurbishment on January 11th, 2016. And it's going to run through late. They haven't even given us a date yet as to when it's going to open. So, I mean, many people wow. are presuming that this is actually the end of Pizza Planet. Um, at, least, at least in its current location. <laughs> There's a distinct possibility that it will reopen when yeah. Toy Story Land opens and will be, hopefully, please, Lord, look like the actual restaurant from the from right. the movie as opposed to I mean, a right. nondescript uh, building. It's unclear as to what they're going to do with this. If it's not going to be Pizza Planet, I mean, will it be a Muppet-themed? Will it be a Star Wars-themed? I mean, what's going to... We still don't even know where they're actually going to build Star Wars right. Land. We kind of know where Toy Story Land is going to go, but we don't really know... In which direction from Star Wars, Star Tours, uh, Star Wars Land is going to happen? So, I mean, it was it was a layup, right? I mean, Pizza Planet was was when you saw the movie, you're like, oh, this would make a great restaurant in the park. Yeah, even if the pizzas, pardon my French, sucked, yeah. which it does in the restaurant, right? And does all in all of Disney if World, they really. themed it as well as how it was if themed it in the movie, like the place, people right. would be all over it. Absolutely. Be all over. It. Yeah, but instead, it's just a nondescript dopey place do the, the pizza planet to try to get yeah. the little green men and yeah of course it's crazy anyway so is that it that be it 
We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hop a ride on the Discovery River Boats. Welcome back to Radio Harambe. Mike decided he wanted to do a dis- an extinct attraction. Mike decided. I thought you decided to do No, you did. You picked all this stuff. I don't know this stuff. Um, <laughs> so Mike decided we're going to do an extinct attraction, and he said, how about the Discovery River Boats? And I just you know, before we continue, yeah, just to, to, to a little peek into the, to the Radio Harambe. A little inside prep. baseball? We sit around saying, you want to record? Sure. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. You know, we haven't done an extinct attractions in a while. All right. And here we are. That's not how it works. There's this huge safe full of ideas. We have a team. There's a team here discussing. Right. There's a a research team and a creative team. They come up with ideas. They send us hundreds of them. We have to sift through it. My assistant has to sift through them all. (laughs) Give me what she thinks is the best one. She? Yeah, my assistant. Your wife will let you hire a female assistant? No, she is the assistant. Oh. (laughs) Don't tell her. She doesn't listen to this show, so I can say anything. Uh, Good for her. Smart woman. (laughs) Exactly. I tell her that every time. Don't start now, honey. Anyway. So Mike wanted to discuss the Discovery River boat, so that was the first idea that came to his head, and we we went with it first and only. Yeah, and and there are only a, a, a very few extinct attractions. There's a lot of ones that never happened, but there's only very few extinct attractions. And this is probably the, first extinct attraction. the first extinct attraction, <laughs> and probably the most publicized, the one that's still remembered, because. Of the simple fact that when the the park opened, it was one of the major things that was being <laughs> touted as come I mean, it was wrong. Right. I mean, come come to Disney's Animal Kingdom, you can go see the Kilimanjaro safaris, and then you can do this. And that was it. And well, that, no, it was countdown to extinction too. Right. Right. But this was this was an e ticket in the way they the way they handled it marketing wise. Well, three rides. This was one of the three rides. I mean, but that's the way I open everything, right, Mike? I mean, uh, well, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. That's like, the way Eisner opened parks. Right. Right. Because so, he knew he was going to get people in the door as long as there was a gate to come into. Right. And uh, and that's what he did here as well. And there was um, basically just to give you sort of a long and short of it. The Discovery River boats <laughs> were big launches, which actually uh, you can still see the launches every once in a while. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're open air, canopy top boats. They used to use them for characters, mm-hmm. right? I don't know that they'd still do that. They do not. But after this, and we'll, uh, I guess we'll get to the details in a little bit, but after yeah. this closed in 2000. <laughs> so it was open for less than about two years. Right. Less than two years. When, the, when it. Um, when it closed, no, a little bit more than two years. I'm sorry. When it closed in 2000, for a while there, they did use it as they'd have the Fab Five 
uh, right. floating around on these, waving to people. You couldn't meet and greet them there, but they right. were just waving from the to people on the shore. I have pictures of that somewhere. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. I've but, seen it. But so so let's 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 go take a ride on the Discovery River boats. Where we're discussing um, the uh, an e-ticket attraction. You come into the park and you say, "Okay, first thing I want to hit is the Discovery River boats." Before you do that, Dave, yeah. should we? Uh, I have here a quote. From the actual pre-opening literature of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I don't know if you have that, but I can read it to you if you'd like. Go ahead. This was in the brochures. Yeah. This is describing the Discovery of Riverboats. A preview of the fascinating lands of Disney's Animal Kingdom. You'll depart from Safari Village and cruise past the foreboding dragon rocks where fearsome bellows and gusts of real fire emanate from a rocky lair. Farther upriver, as steaming geysers erupt right beside your boat... You'll get a waterside view of Harambe just before you exit at Upcountry Landing near Africa. You may also depart from Upcountry Landing to complete your tour of Discovery River. You'll pass the shores of Asia, an exciting new land opening in early 1999. Then sail around giant animal sculptures that rise from the depths of the sp- to spout water through the air. Be careful when you cruise by, by Dinoland USA. You may just startle a 35-foot dinosaur feeding in the river. Was there ever really a 35-foot time? Sure, the iguanodon was in the river, yeah. It never worked, but it was in there. So, so let's before we give our opinions and say things, let's, let's discuss it. Now, Mike mentioned this to me today, and I had to actually go find a video of it on YouTube because I haven't looked at it or even thought about riding on it since 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going in early 1999. park had been open for less than a year, and it was still pretty hard to get on these. It, it 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 was a slow loader, very slow loader, and that was one of the yep. biggest problems with it. I mean, the lines often exceeded an hour. Yeah, so so even though there was no word of mouth saying, "My God, you must go on this thing," right. well, there's only things to do. <laughs> people still went, and, uh, and 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 Mike, when I was when I, when I'm, I'm talking about when Asia was actually open at this point, right? You know, um, so there were more things to do by now, and and. But anyway, so you entered, you got on your Discovery River boat by the Tree of Life, and you stood on line in this heat, and there was no, <laughs> there was no queue or anything. It was just a, just a dock. You walked out onto a right. Dock. I mean, there was a you know a in and out you know line on yeah. the dock, but right. there was no there was like, no, nothing, nothing nothing fancy about right, the queue. Right, and then you begin or your the ride one in Asia too. Now the 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 two things that stand out for me is it's a very big boat. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you're. It's not. So, if you're thinking of something like the Jungle Cruise, don't think of something more like the size of the launches that go from the Swan to the <laughs> to Epcot, right. but without or without any side panels. Correct. So it's just a canopy roof. But it's that size boat, and it's as loud as those boats. Correct. It was a loud diesel engine, big old thing. So. If you sat in the back of the boat, you could hear nothing, and it certainly wasn't. You know, you weren't getting any wonderful, you know, feel of the river and that kind of stuff. No, um, and you had two guides. You had two guides, and that was the thing that always fascinated me about it was that I guess they realized there was nothing you're going to see out here on the river, so let's try to distract people with two two guys well, talking. Well, it wasn't only that, but, I mean, part of the problem, when they soft opened the park, they, um, to be honest, I don't know if they had two guides or not at the time, but they didn't have the little animals know. that they would bring out during right. the ride. 
That's the only time I remember. Yeah. Well, they, they quickly added that because there was literally nothing to see. And certain parts of the ride, um, like when they got to you know where Everest is now, that right. was all empty, empty. just a, basically yep. a pond. Yep. So they quickly added these um, animals that you, they would have, which did not work well at all. Um, well, explain what you mean by animals. Sure. Right, so one of the two, there would be a driver and there'd be another host. Yeah, and he wasn't coming on with like a tiger on a leash. No, which would have been much more exciting. <laughs> but, I mean, and they would have some stupid, silly banter. It was really not funny at all. And it wasn't even like cheesy, cute, like in a Jungle Cruise kind of way. It was just stupid. It was just bad. It was bad. It just wasn't good. Bad yep. script. But yep. anyway, um, they would have animals in, uh, small animals, obviously, in like little, um, you know, terrariums glass little terrariums. Um, anytime I've ever seen it, it was tarantulas, an emperor scorpion, and a leopard gecko. Now, 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 Mike has a fancy name for them. To me, they looked like Tupperware containers that this guy walked around Correct. with. Correct. And, and they actually do this, and sometimes some people you may be able to see this um, in the Oasis. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, one of the um, cast members will have like a tarantula in a terrarium. They'll come out, and you could see, see it. Um, this is what they did, but the problem with this was dis- the Discovery River boats is that when you're first of all you're driving on the river and it's really loud and you can't hear the guy. That's number one, and number two is you, it's not like you can get like a real up close and he would walk down the aisle. So if you had a seat by the water, you really couldn't even see the the tarantula or the gecko. Anyway. Right, right. He didn't pass it around. Right. He just sort of walked up and down the aisle like here, look, look. Yeah. And when you had it in the Oasis, you can engage the cast member, and she'll like answer a couple of questions, and off you go. And yeah. obviously, none of that. Not here. doing so that it was, here. No, right. it was it was a poor. It just didn't work. Yeah, it, and it was uncomfortable. It was strange. Right. I mean, I re- I remember my feeling when I first got on it was they they made okay. So so basically, what you had was a naturalist, right? A, a, like mm-hmm. a tour guide, um, and then you had a pilot. Or a captain, and they're talking to each other on wireless headset microphones, and you're listening to it. And the first time you're sitting down, they make some sort of corny joke to each other, and you're like, "Oh, so we're going to get Jungle Cruise here." We're going to get, and then, but by the time you're halfway through it, you're thinking to yourself, "Man, if we could only have gotten the Jungle Cruise here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the Jungle Cruise is high humor compared to compared to what we got on these. It just like Mike said, it just didn't work, and and it was scripted rather than off the cuff, which is mm-hmm. probably fine too. But so anyway, so this guy would walk around, and you would get these sort of things, and and you know see these little bugs, and and you'd basically ride around and sort of get a like as Mike is saying, sort of an overview mm-hmm. of the park. So you're seeing. This is where Asia is going to be, or this is where Asia is. Then we go to Dino Land and all these kind of things. But you don't really. See but you don't really see anything. Right. See, that's the, that was the part of the product, part of the problem. I mean, Disney when guests, as we discussed, there were only three rides when this park opened, and this was one of them. And guests expected to see something, something. And you were at Disney's Animal Kingdom. You would expect to see. I mean, people, I'm sure, got on the boat saying, "All right, we're going to drift by. We're going to see, you know." Whatever, but they did have a couple of birds. They had some, and that's why those bird habitats are off the Tree of Life trails, sure, down on the water. So you did see a couple of things. They had one that had uh, one exhibit that had vulturine, guinea fowl, and saddlebilled storks. Which saddlebilled storks are still along the Discovery? Still there, yeah. 
and uh, Crown Cranes, which are very popular at the Animal Kingdom. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. In several different spots. Yeah. But there were, there were two bird exhibits. But this is not uh, what people expected. And by the way, when Asia opened for a brief time, um, you could actually see the batang from the, from the boat oh, as well. Really? Yes. Um, oh, wow. I think it was a different exhibit, though. Not the one, obviously not the one in the Maharaja Jungle Track, because that's yeah, nowhere see, near I don't, the water. I, I, rem- I was there when Asia opened, but I don't remember that. Right. I only remember the birds. So... Um, but you know they had this problem. They had a, a problem of perception. I think people. I mean, really, what it was is was a just basically a mode of transportation it was the friendship boats going right. across back and forth from World Showcase Lagoon. But people expected to see animals, um, and you know, and I think it was fair for them to assume that. But instead, what they got was dropped off ten minutes later at a different side of the park and seeing absolutely nothing. Um, Disney actually even. For a brief time in November of 1998, changed the name to the Discovery Island Water Taxis to try and oh, uh, yeah. to try to convey this that you know this is not really a ride; it's really just it's transportation. Yeah. <laughs> but even that uh, didn't really work at all. No, I don't. I don't remember that. I mean, I remember hearing that name, but I don't. I don't remember that. It. it, it so so you go past <laughs> the, the the famous thing, right? The the the. The, the punchline, mm-hmm. the disco yeti of the Discovery River boats, yes. was the dragon. Right. The dragon rocks. So Correct. explain what they were. <laughs> okay, so um, because this is this was this is the thing because not only is it remarkably stupid, but it's also pisses everybody off who wanted the Beast- beastly kingdom. kingdom. So I think it's probably it's. Sp- Fairer to start with what the initial concept was for the Discovery River boats, and that was when you got on this boat, and basically it went. Let me see if I could. When you're going over the bridge to enter Animal Kingdom, you look to the right, and there is the landing from where you used to enter to the the boat ride. Mm-hmm. It would head towards Camp Minnie Mickey to Africa to Asia to Dinoland. So it would make a... Was that clockwise? Clockwise. It's clockwise. Counterclockwise. It's going around the tree, right? Right. To the left. So it's right. going to the left. Anyway. Um, the first thing you would be counter so, is right. Camp Mini Mickey, which was going to be the Beastly Kingdom. Right. The idea was going to be was when you first got went under the bridge and he- headed towards uh, you know, Camp Mi- you know, what was going to be Beastly Kingdom... You would see um, lances in suits of armor on the side of the river, and it was it convey the idea that knights have tried to defeat the dragon and they got their butts whooped, and are now right. you know their their scattered remains are floating in the in the water. Um, <laughs> Lovely, you know, lances would be jammed into the to the side of the the rocks and stuff, and then as you got closer to a, you would see a cave. As you got closer, a dragon head would actually come out and shoot fire at the boat. You know, narrowly, of course, missing the boat. A cool idea. It sounds cool to me, right? And then, if you if you think about what they what the plan was when they originally opened it, is this was one part ride, one part transportation, and one part preview of the Beastly Kingdom and other things of what's coming in the park. Right. So, so you see how how that would have really helped in that. Regard as right. far as preview, and there was also going to be another 
section where you would run into the Loch Ness Monster, but that's... I won't even delve in that right now. <laughs> um, but but this was the idea. You would actually see a dragon come out of the cave, the head and neck. You know, it would, they wouldn't have a full-blown animatronic dragon. It would just be the head and neck coming out, and it would shoot fire. In an effort to cost, uh, you know, save on costs, as the Animal Kingdom's price was going higher and higher, they uh, cut out all of the lances and shining, you know, uh, armor... And they actually got rid of the dragon, too. And so instead, you would go past here, you would hear a growl from the cave, and basically a flamethrower would shoot out some fire. But you wouldn't see uh, a dragon at all. Right. You just just see smoke, usually. You would see it. It would be a puff of fire. Puff, yeah, a little the, spit of fire. Of it, yeah. Right. And that was it. And, and that, that, was it. that was the only thing we ever actually had built from the Beastly Kingdom. Uh, unless you want to count the dragon head on the front uh, front uh, ticket booth, but yes, the only the only thing. Now, if you think about it, when you're on the boats, and if you put it into the context of what we have now, right, right, and when Avatar comes in, it it at its best, it would be an attraction like the like the train around Magic Kingdom. Correct. It it can be a transportation, but it's really not. Right? Nobody says, oh, I got to grab the train to get back. I mean, you could walk just as quickly to anywhere in the Magic Kingdom as you can take the train. Um, so, But that's not the point. The point is it's cool. The train is cool. Um, you get some neat little views from behind the park and, and, and things like that. And that that's what they could have done here. They could have created some really neat, um, you know, as long as it was better managed as far as crowds. But if it were something, if this were still here today, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I could just walk down, maybe wait on ten minutes or something like that, like you do to fun. get to get on the Rafikis and get on it. I'd probably get on it because it's a cool secondary view of the park. Everybody likes a boat ride. It's a, everybody likes a boat ride, and you get you for, for no other reason you would get really cool views of the tree, great picture pot, uh, opportunities from the tree sure. um, from the backside there, which is harder to photograph. Um, you know, and now you'd have floating mountains to see. You'd have that whole really expanded waterfront in Harambe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of possibility there. But, of course, the Rivers of Light are going to make that not not happen anymore. Yeah, it's impossible to do it now. But, I mean, this was a concept that people, you know, make fun of immediately. But I don't think it was that bad entirely. Like, it had potential. Sure, it had potential. <laughs> I mean, you, you compared it to the... Uh, Railway at the Magic Kingdom. Right. I mean, I think people would be down on the train at Magic Kingdom if the only thing they had open in the park was Pirates of the Caribbean, Splash Mountain, and this train ride that only saw trees. Exactly. People would be like, what is this stupid thing? Exactly. But come on. <laughs> but as a secondary a Locomotive is cool. Right. As a secondary kind of diversion, it's fine. But as a one of only three things to do in the park, it's completely different. Right. A kettle of fish, and as they say. this is this is Mike's first time here in the radio new Radio Harambe studio, so he can see my little shrine to the Disney. I do see it to the Disney Railroad. I, I have a wonderful it's little right above the Batman little one. engine up there. Yeah, well, we're not allowed to talk about him because he's not owned by Disney. Not yet, anyway. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers has enough money to keep that one going. I think so. Um, so you're, you know, I mean, we're 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 talking about the thoughts behind it and what we think, and you know. Um, we could do a little blow-by-blow blow as to what the actual ride was. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. 
Sorry, so you would, in actuality, and not the, you know, without the, uh, what not the concept was. So you would start off, as I said, in with uh, right by the front bridge going into um, Disney's Animal Kingdom. You would go under that bridge heading towards Camp Mini Mickey, where um, under the bridge at Camp Mini Mickey, maybe you see there's, at this point in time, there's just a lot of trees and there's a lot of n- nothing to see. When you get to the bridge... And the water is kind of very still and, yes. and algae-filled, yeah. When you get to the Camp Mini Mini section, you go underneath that bridge that would cross into Camp Mini Mickey, and there would be... Um, the bridge itself, the design, had a lot of um, carvings mm-hmm. down by the water, a lot of woodland creatures, a lot of um, you know North American animals, like you would think for Camp Mini Mickey. Right. Right past that is where you got to the Dragon Fountain. Um, first, you would see the the... the, the the rocks that actually look like a, the face of a dragon. I met you if you may, you may be able to recall that you would actually be able to see this from the Camp Mini Mickey Bridge um, years later. It would just be this sort of stone structure, little waterfall kind of thing. Oh like yeah, that yeah, looked like yeah. the head of a dragon. Mm, Past yeah, that was yeah. the cave that we're talking about, where they would shoot the uh, the fire out right. at you. Um, it was at this point in time, generally speaking, where they would bust out the first animal. On the, um, uh, you know, the the uh, one of the dry, well, one of the uh, cast members would bust out the first animal because now there's nothing between right, there's the nothing right really there. Then you get to the nothing um, to see but woods. Start getting towards Harambe at that point. Right. Um, they would have these geysers, um, and the stone oh, yeah. structures are still there. They don't obviously use them anymore. Yeah. But it would shoot off these geysers yeah. up into the air. Um, and that was it. It's just geysers. Just past that, yeah, it was uh, just past that was where you would see. Uh, the saddle built storks and the guinea fowls, although they have since moved. This is not where the storks are. The um, storks are currently, but over right to your right hand side on this boat ride, um, right basically across from where um, Harambe starts, it would be sort of across from where the theater district is now, um, is where that was. And then you would get a good view right after that of you'd pass Harambe and you would go underneath that bridge. And um, you would get a real good view of the Tree of Life. They get real close. And as, as I'm sure you all know, the Tree of Life is almost right on top of you there on that side of the water. Right. And that's sort of where also where the Crown Cranes were, right before you got to the bridge leading into Asia. Um, and you would pass that and you would um, see Drinkwalla, which was there at the time. Um, Drinkwalla, of course, is the uh, sort of the riverside uh counter service area they don't really serve food that has the 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 boat on the water and all that kind of stuff you'd pass that and then you would get and during most of this asia was being built then you would get to the big lake which is now where expedition everest is across from and where they're putting the rivers of light right there there was absolutely nothing to see nothing and it was huge it was huge they had to go past it again they would bust out another animal here like a lizard of some kind. Yeah, the gecko or the scorpion right. or whatever. And, um, you know, there was a lot of nothing to see there. And this is also where you would they would have the Batang until, um, you know, Expedition Everest and all that kind of stuff would be built at some point down the road. Then you would come get towards the theater in the wild, which is where, of course, they have Nemo now. All this time it was Journey into Jungle Book. And um, you would see these fountains, these very... Um, Funky-looking fountains, really, <laughs> of fish. Um, they have weird designs. In fact, for people who you know follow these things on Twitter and whatnot, 
a couple of them are still off to the side where you actually see them during the Expedition Everest runs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Jingle Jungle. Oh, really? Yeah, you'll see a couple of them. They they pull them out and they put them along the side. So you run past them. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, when you're uh, doing your uh, Jingle Jungle 5K. It must it's be in a, a shed somewhere or something like that. I don't know what they yeah. do with it. They might just keep it out there. It, means like yeah, it might just, be. It's just a steel structure that's yeah. painted. And, um, and then you would get... As you get closer to Dinoland, you would come across the Iguanodon. That would be um, an audio-animatronic Iguanodon that was in the water, supposedly feeding on the in the river. Of course, the Iguanodon is the uh, the animal you bring home mm-hmm. in Countdown to Extinction slash Dinosaur. So this was supposed to be that Iguanodon who has escaped the uh, Dino Institute, and he's now feeding in the river. Um, unfortunately, that thing almost never worked. It worked at the beginning, and then it, it just... It turned into basically a statue towards the end, and by the end we're talking about only a couple of years. And that was essentially they needed the they needed strobe saw. lights on it. Well, they didn't have strobe lights on it. For that. <laughs> they didn't come up with that technology yet. Yeah, and then that was it. And then you, you that's you, it. Then you, you park the boat back. Yeah, and at certain times you would actually stop at Upcountry Landing, which was um, where they actually have um, King Louis and uh, Baloo meet and greets. It's a it's a it's a dock on the Asia side. Um, at the time, there was nothing there, but now it's basically Asia section. Every time you walk through the park, or every time I, I walk through the park, I always think to myself, man, what a shame that they have such a beautiful river that's such a part of the story of the, of the park, uh, and they can't use it. You know, and, well, they're using it soon. They're using it soon. They're using part of it. Um, All right, but but yeah, I mean, I, I always wanted to go back on that river on on some sort of boat that would have been better than what we had. Well, they're using it a little bit more, I think, nowadays. I mean, you, you do have some nice stuff along Harambe. They've kind of incorporated mm-hmm. the river a little bit more in the theater district and, si- and such. And they actually advertise Tiffin's as having riverside dining. So they're going yeah. to at least make it a nice scenic place to have a meal yeah. over... By the Avatar section, so that's good. Anyway. So using it more like the World Show Showcase looks a little bit more the, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so you know, it's the like I said in the beginning, it's the thing that gets made made fun of the most from the, from the Animal Kingdom, uh, mostly because of what we've said a couple times, which is that it was one of the only the few things to be there when the, when the park first opened. We haven't uh, even gotten to the worst part yet. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? What? So in March of 1999, so this is what? Less than a year. Less than a year, yep. The Disney decided they needed to change the attraction. Nobody was, it was getting bad press and all that kind of stuff. So they changed it to the Radio Disney River Cruise. <laughs> the boats were given a, a fresh coat of paint and some wacky narration. It was supposed to be Radio Disney on-air personalities. Their names were Just Plain Mark and Ziggy. And they were broadcasting live, all in quotes, from atop the Tree of Life. And you would have, like, Radio Disney songs and stuff as you uh, went along on this riverboat. It was it was really kind of pathetic. And Can you the, imagine? Can within you within imagine? a year of that, it was gone for good. Incredible. And shortly thereafter, they started just using it for character meet and greets. I mean, you've heard some other things that, that you know, for a while there, there was talk that they were going to re bring it back. They were even, I even saw things where they were going to use the boats for um, basically a dinner cruise kind of thing. Yeah. You get these box lunches and you would sit there and get a slow uh, cruise around the river and, and eat your turkey sandwich or whatever it was. 
Um, yeah, but, that was a rumor for a while. That was a that was a. But now with Rivers of Light, you will never see yeah. the. Uh, they could never. At least they can never go around because they're never. You're never going to be able to go into that lagoon part. Who thought of the radio thing? I mean, who? Radio who, Disney was who came up with popular that? and. I don't know. I mean, what a stupid... It was stupid. It was stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So is that it? That's pretty much it. All right, cool. Well, don't forget to check out our website, jomboeveryone.com. You'll find everything you need to know about the Animal Kingdom there. Um, Also, it's Christmas. You need your not-a-half-day park T-shirts, and you better get them (laughs) soon because this store is almost going away. What do you mean? Yep, yep. This store won't be up for much longer. uh, The Zazzle store? The Zazzle store will be a thing of the past in the not-too-distant future. Oh, boy. Well, I would say... You're, you'll get through Christmas, no problem, and then we'll start to see where you know the countdown will be on at that point. All right. Um, also, feel free to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Radio Harambe, though that's really a waste of your time because I never even, hardly ever even look at it. He never does. I rarely ever do. And uh, Mike is at Jumbo Everyone. So if you want to speak with somebody, that's how you do that. Um, if you want to speak with me, you can email me at <laughs> Jumbo Everyone at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, all those other things. Uh, go to Jumbo Everyone. And you could find those links. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and uh, leave us a review there. We haven't had one in a while. It always helps to get on, those people. get those reviews in there. So do us a favor and do that if you can. Uh, I guess that's it. So for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Atamelele Amita Kwaku Alfamelako Nakungu Nautuku Atamelele Amita Kwaku Alfamelako Now, who, 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 now, who?